Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back to Talkville. We're having a little laugh back behind the scenes. Uh, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. There's only one. I mean, maybe there are others. But uh, hopefully, others. hopefully this is the one you listen to first and then go listen to the other ones, right? Zach, who came on the show season oh, one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I always support other podcasts. He's cool. Um, we love doing this. We love, uh, you know, some episodes are better. Last episode, <laughs> if you listen, you saw how my thoughts kind of changed and Bryce's didn't. I'm have- shocked that I was so low comparatively. I know. Welcome back. You know, I thought when I first watched the episode, I'm like, eh, this is going to get a heater for me, a heater maybe. <laughs> and then after talking about it and like going, you know, this makes a lot more sense now. And I watched it on my smaller TV. And so I also thought about that. If I watched it on the big screen, I would probably would give it, you know. Maybe I should have done that because I just went with the score that I wrote down last night. Did you watch it on your computer? No, TV actually. Big TV? Mm-hmm. All right. Big enough. Well, and and, you know, Full transparency, I sent an internal email to all of us saying, I'm looking forward to how much Rosenbaum's going to hate Relic. And I didn't. I, I just, feel like that's a way to flip it I for know. Michael. If you tell him this one's really going to suck, then he'll find like no. some redeeming things about no. it. Like, oh, no, they I, thought I, I was, was going to hate it. I it was, wasn't bad. In fact, I text Tom and I said, it's going to be fan ass dick. <laughs> Like I, was, oh, ready that to, what you I said? was ready to explode with bombs, but I didn't. I didn't. I, the Rosenbaum factor uh, increased. Well, uh, there's a, there's a little bit of stick in you that's like, make me like you. Why should I like you? That's sort of your angle. Yeah, Why well, I like I want, you? you know, that's exactly that's what, with movies. Like, for instance, yeah, I'm a snob. I mean. Like people are saying, oh, Barbie, it's great. I'm just not going to see Barbie. I don't care what message it has. I'm not and seeing that's a movie okay. called Barbie. I'm not going to see G.I. <laughs> Joe. I'm not going to see. I'm not into I that stuff. It. But it's really, it's actually really funny. I'm sure it is. I'm not watching it. I'm not watching su- Succession. You why? know why? I, I, listen, I know it's probably the best show in the history of shows. Yeah, the reason like I don't want to watch it is because I lived through family dysfunction. I don't need more of that in my life. That's it. It's also, it's also like when you tell me, Tom, you got to mm. watch Critters 4. I'm like. I don't watch Critters do 4, but I do like Well, I don't even movies. know if there's a Critters 4. Look, but, I'm not you know, saying my opinion is better than anybody else. I'm just, I'm hard to please, and I, I'm very set in my ways like an old man. And I like uh, I like horror movies. I, I like documentaries. I like UFO shit. You know, the thing I mean, that just came it, out. It's a I'm, lot of big I'm stuff. I'm continuously, like, confused as to why you're single as a result yeah, of all that. Well, I don't, I don't doubt it. Socials. Our socials are at Talkville Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Talkville Pod on Twitter. <laughs> if you didn't get a chance to call into the hotline, please do. Make your uh, messages a little uh, shorter if you can. By the way, great. last episode, would we have three call-ins that really knocked us off our seats? Yeah, there were some great. Que- there was a couple of those questions that were really, really great. Also, you can go to my Instagram and the link tree and see all the stuff that we're doing. Cons, we're doing Rhode Island, D.C., uh, uh, where else are we going? DC, Rhode Island, Salt Lake City. Um, in September, I'm on Cameo. Tom and I are always doing stuff. We're uh, working on a lot um, of things. 
Yeah, Rhode Island. I'm going to Hawaii. Yeah, I'm going to Hawaii with you. Yeah, we're going, we're we're going, going to Honolulu in, in November. There you go. I got it all. I actually have it right here. Yeah, I think we're going yeah. to Nashville, right? Yep, Nashville. Going to see my cousin, Carrie. She's yeah. going to be there. Oh, yeah. We Singer, should see your, your friend, Carrie. Yeah. My cousin, oh. Carrie. Cousin, oh. Carrie. And, and your friend. Uh, also, I can't, you know, it goes without saying, but patreon.com. Join patron. If you love this podcast, if you're digging digging it, enjoying all the history and the nostalgia, go to patreon.com slash talkville and become a patron and support the podcast. Keep it going without you. We wouldn't do it. So hopefully we'll keep doing this. Um, talkvillepodcast.com for all the incredible merch, Talkville shirts and sign stuff and Zooms with me and Tom, which you, they're getting booked up, so you better do them. And also the Inside You Online store has tons of cool merch <laughs> that you want to look at. And check out my podcast, Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, if you like. Uh, I love the podcast. deals with mental health and interview celebrities and blah, blah, blah. But I hope you give it a chance. Without further ado, let's just get into it. Season three, episode six. This is uh, magnetic. Ken, real quick, this song that they open with, how catchy is that tune? The live it plays band? for like the first couple of minutes. It's really catchy. This is a rare live band performance without a bald guy in Smallville. Oh, yeah. How dare you? How dare you? Don't make me get my guitar out. Start showing off this other ball guy. You should do up. a. What do you call it? Not showing up. Uh, sh- uh, showing up. Sizing up. Showing up. Showing, showing up, up yeah. this dude. You show him up. Yeah. I'll show him up. Uh, the title is Magnetic. Aired November 12, 2003. David Jackson directed it. I, I don't remember him. It was the only di- episode he directed. Writers Holly Harold, first episode. I remember Holly. She was awesome. Guest star Kevin Zegers. He's a friend. I know him. Nice guy. Uh, when I say friend, it's just like, you know, he's a, an acquaintance. Of Buddy. Each other. We give each other a hug and like, hey, but you know, I don't hang out with him. He's got a family and all that shit. Uh, he plays Seth Nelson. He worked on MVP, uh, a bunch of stuff, Air Bud, um, and uh, seventh inning fetch. He worked on Beeman movies, which I thought was interesting because when B Be- movies or Beeman, B man, when Beeman came on the pod, he talked about uh, directing a couple monkey movies and he was on those movies. Oh, I didn't I, know that. I answered cool. random, but he didn't respond. But I did it this morning, so I didn't really expect he would respond. Uh, Tim Henry, Officer Mason, Camille Mitchell's Nancy Adams synopsis Clark's jealousy and suspicion are ignited when Lana unexpectedly develops an attraction towards Self Nelson. Simultaneously, Lex stumbles upon Chloe's secret investigation into family's past. Into his family's past. Hmm. The episode begins with Lana and Chloe being gal pals and hanging out at the country fair or county fair. As they attempt to not talk about Clark, they get called over by their classmate, Seth Nelson, who's running one of the fair games. And he gets into a really awkward fight. Uh, well, with a not guy so fair. With, not so <laughs> with fair. a guy wearing a sleeveless denim jacket, and he runs off uh, after he uh, pushes the guy. The guy catches up, bashes him over the head with a kryptonite-filled snow globe. Uh-oh. See, in the pitch, I would have thought immediately, nope, moving on. <laughs> who's got the next idea? <laughs> Snow globe, kryptonite in there? Yeah. No. It wouldn't penetrate his uh I guess there would be blood. I guess it would penetrate his but, but why but, would there be but kryptonite? But the writers the writers knew that. I mean, Lana picks it up and she makes fun of it. They're making fun of their own story in the writing, which I think was kind of cute. When Al was on last episode and he was talking about the darkness of the season, I was thinking how different the show feels in season three to like season one. And then this episode yeah. kind of just brings it right back. <laughs> yeah, this episode, uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was just, um, it was just hokey. It was just hokey. Okay, let, let me just, just let me, let me just 
put this topping on this a little bit. You got to remember the bigger picture of this episode is Lana and her story and her being sort of um, put under a trance and her coming out of it and finding her true self. That's sort of really what it is. It's really only about that. The Kevin thing, the, the kryptonite thing is just a, 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 a mechanism for Lana to to find more self-confidence in her choices. All right. Well, so with that. All right. Look, I, I, I like that there's a dichotomy here of enthusiasm um, or optimism or giving things a certain chance. I'm, I'm the one, of course, that shits on the show. And then Bryce is sort of he sees a lot of it. And, and, and like, you know, uh, he 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 writes all this stuff out. He's. He's working on these episodes, so it's probably got to be more difficult when you're writing all this stuff on an episode you really don't give a shit about. Yeah, yeah. I. I <laughs> <also> <laughs> say, like, it also depends how I'm like feeling when I'm watching it too. Yeah. It totally sways yeah. it. Yeah, try to yeah. Th- try to have a Red Bull. I'll, I'll also say, and we're going to get to it in just a second. One of the worst gags in the history of Smallville happens at the MRM machine, and I'll explain it when we get. Oh, one of the worst. All right. We see Seth in the hospital receiving MRI to analyze his injury while he's in the machine. In the machine, he begins to have a weird reaction to the magnetic field and sends green lightning bolts throughout the room. Lana rushes in to check on him as things settle. They touch hands, and then she suddenly realizes that he's attractive. So recently, this is this is my point. So recently, I did this stupid thing, and I, I had to get my knee MRI'd, and everything was fine. And you go in an MRI machine, it's legit. Like everything is like. There's like uh, redundancies for every single thing, power sources and whatnot. But in this circumstance, a guy goes over and he like unplugs a computer from the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, like that's this it. is such an opportunity to like pull a big switch on the wall or like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's so simple. Pull a plug. He just like, he just pulls a plug. I like I that it was the it. second doctor too. The first one didn't think about yeah. the plug. <laughs> In the Luther mansion, Lex is upset with Officer Mason, the former detective who is on the case of his grandparents' death. He shares with Lex that he is not only the only one looking into the Luther family history. So is Chloe Sullivan. And back at the hospital, we see Seth channeling his inner Magneto. Magneto. Realizing that he has the ability to control metal around the room. Lana and Clark show up to check on him. Seth tries to ask Lana out, who initially denies the request. So he grabs her hand again, sending another green jolt between them. And then she agrees. Clark says it's fine, and he's totally cool with it. Clark goes home and discusses his not jealous reaction with his parents. But I do like when you said, all right, maybe a little. That was funny. That was a really good response. Like, the way you delivered it, you're like, I'm not jealous. <laughs> well, maybe a little. But look, here's the thing. You didn't linger on that joke. You moved on. And that's what made it funny. Good job. They Thank give you. some parental advice that and say he has to accept that he can't have it both ways. Cool Lex heads to the torch to follow up with Chloe's investigation of the Luthers. Chloe doesn't tip her hand and Lex warns her that she doesn't know what she's getting into. Um, it was good. I remember there was like, I, I liked what she was doing with her work. She enjoyed, appreciated my work. And I think there was a little bit of excitement that like, you know, Hey, we're going to, we're going to go toe to toe here. And we tried yeah. to go toe to toe, not only as actors, but as, as characters. So it worked for the scene. I think it elevated. Yeah, the well, were and, really and, good. and I will say this respectfully as personalities. Yeah. I'm a big, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, I will say, and I mentioned this in the last episode, uh, this song still repeats in my head, and it's a bit of a of a cautionary tale to people out there. The the Bonnie Raid song, you I, I can't make you love me. And that's you know, this guy is trying to get like trying to make Lana love him. And uh, that's a recipe for disaster for anyone out there, by the way. Um, you just can't do that. I agree. Uh Clark meets with Lana at his favorite place to apologize. 
the Talon. Uh, he admits he was indeed jealous, and Lana admits that she doesn't know even why she agreed because there aren't any sparks. <laughs> In this scene, as Lana is refilling the sugar around oh, yeah. the Talon, they play the line from the song Over You that says, Your words are like honey, so sweet and so thick, but I've OD'd on your sugar. Now it's all just making me sick. I like that a lot. Well, and you bring up a good point about the apology. At some point, Lana has to turn around and be like, Clark, why do you always apologize to me when I'm at work? Can't you see I'm busy? <laughs> like, it's so selfish to interrupt someone at work to apologize. Seth, whose head scar has magnetic, magically healed now, shows up for his date with Lana. She tries telling him that she can't go anymore until, guess what? He touches her shoulder and reignites her interest. They head to the fair for some after-hours fun being tailed by Clark, who hasn't listened to his parents, obviously. Seth takes Lana around the park and shares his freak powers. Instead of being scared, Lana appreciates his honesty and is mesmerized. Jeez, Clark. That's what Clark is jealous about. Yeah, maybe he should rethink things. I think he should come clean at the end of this episode if he's hearing all this shit. He sees how she reacts. Well, I mean... But she reacts... when she's kind of high on that magnetic touch. That's true. So maybe not. Because Clark wants to be uh, like, oh, so he's got yeah. this one thing. I got these. I got like five things. Yep. I think Check me out. I think uh, Bryce just went to a half a bomb from a bomb after that comment. <laughs> they hit the Ferris wheel, start making out. No things way. get weird when Seth uses his powers to begin to unzip Lana's jacket. They get stopped mid-ride. Got it. But thankfully, Clark is there to use his strength to get him down. He explains away there by saying, I heard heard screaming. Talkville is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this, this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable company. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks. And it was the best meat I've had. And I'm not, I want, I'm going to name drop, but I went, I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house and we barbecued and I put these on the grill and I don't know what it was, but good shop completely sold me. Uh, You can choose from over 70 high quality cuts, 100% grass fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick cut bacon, uh, they also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um, I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's, that's the easiest way to be safe. Yeah, it's, uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries, so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Shop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, 
this is the place. Good Chop. Go to goodchop.com slash Talkville120 and use code Talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at Talkville120 at goodchop.com slash Talkville120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash Talkville120, code Talkville120. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Talkville. The next day at school, Clark tries to confront Seth for controlling Lana. He says that's not true because she's not made of steel. You know, we... Michael, we talked a couple of days ago about you being, uh, you know, we're both fans of the Magic Castle in Los Angeles and whatnot. And yeah. this just, this episode made me think like, I wonder if like magicians were trained in like persuasion and mind reading and things like that. When they go on dates, do they have to like, like tame themselves? Because like, that'd be a little creepy if somebody just started like manipulating you that way, perhaps. I don't know. Do you? Do, Next time you're at the Magic Castle, maybe ask one of those guys. Well, there is a guy who's a mentalist who can kind of, uh, you know, mess with your thoughts and what you're thinking. That was cool. I saw a guy there, a member at the Magic Castle, and it's because I met this magician at this party, and we hit it off. And he goes, I go, God, I want to become a member. He goes, I'll get you in. And it, I'm telling you, this was hard. It was hard to get in. I needed like three recommendations and this. It took me like six months. And I finally got in. So I take my friends. I, I took a date there. Um, I saw this magician the other night. I, I'm like a kid in a candy store, dude. I'm yelling. I'm like, good Lord, no way. You made a deal with the devil, dude. And people are laughing at me, but this guy was like, all right, pick some uh, card names. Anybody? I go four of diamonds. And then somebody goes to, to a club. Somebody goes ace of spades, queen of hearts. And I'm not kidding within a minute. He goes, oh, let me pull my, he pulls out his wallet and pulls out those four cards. I'm just like, deal with the devil, dude. Hmm. And then I called him and said, hey, can you come to my house and do some magic tricks with my friends? I'll pay you. He's like, that'll be five grand. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. I'll just go back to the magic castle. <laughs> Last time someone was open with their powers was the twin and leech. Clark takes his suspicions of Le- Seth being magnet boy to Chloe. And she tries telling Clark that maybe Lana is just attracted to him. But Clark aggressively denies the possibility. They find <clears throat> reports that show a high amount of electromagnetism in Seth's body. Before they can leave, a doctor walks in the room and Chloe saves the situation by making out with Clark. There's a beat in that that I caught rewatching it where she throws Clark's hands on her body because he has them just like at his side. Yeah. And they're trying to like pretend to be making out. I thought that was funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I bet yeah. she just did that. Probably, yeah, most likely. Yeah. 
Sure. That night, Lana's waiting for Clark in the barn. Lana's upset that Clark tried threatening Seth to stay away from her. She reveals that she already knows about his powers and doesn't have an issue with it. Clark then mansplains that the powers are also being used (laughs) to control her brain. Lana's turned off by the convo and leaves. You immature bastard. If you would just be honest with me once, Clark. For the second time in two seasons, Chloe shows up to the torch to find the place ransacked. She sees Officer Mason appear from the shadows, steals her desktop computer, and leaves. That was so weird. <laughs> so wait, so wait. This this idiot ransacks the whole place. And then comes right? back. Right? Comes back and grabs the computer. Yeah. He can just go in and grab the computer. It doesn't make any sense. I'm trashing everything. Oh, wait, there's a computer. Maybe I should just yeah. take that. And she goes to call the cops, and he says, you they'll won't. be asking why a guy like me is looking for this information. <laughs> like, no, they'll yeah. be... If you want to turn that information over to the cops, yeah. you're in trouble. She doesn't have to answer that question. Yeah, that was just stupid. Someone broke into my office. Stupid. That's all she has to Stupid, stupid. There was a 40-year-old man in the high school stealing electronics. Whoa, 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 whoa. 65, 70-year-old man. Let's be honest. The okay. guy didn't look 45. Well, I think next, he was 50-something, right? We he was established 50, that last episode. 59. Yeah. He was an older man. The next day in the town before opening, we see Seth and new wardrobe <laughs> Lana making out. The two discuss leaving Smallville and going wherever the road takes them. Lana agrees to bankroll the trip and hits the register of the local coffee shop. Before she can leave, Lex shows up confused why Lana is robbing her own business and his. She reveals that she finally doesn't feel alone and doesn't want to stay tied down in Smallville. Seth picks her up and the two peel out in the yellow Mustang. Let me tell you something. I... My friends and I used to, we hated the color yellow so much for cars that when anybody had a yellow car, we'd roll down a window and go, yellow! And they'd go, what? What the fuck? What? They'd just look at us like we're idiots. But I'm like, we hated yellow. (laughs) Yellow Mustang just screams douche to me. Or orange, like an orange. Do you see these guys in LA with their orange Mm -hmm. Lamborghinis and their yellow freaking Rolls Royce? And I just want to hit the car. And just go, oh, yeah, I have insurance here. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, you have this has to be in the shop, and no one has to look at it for the next <laughs> month because it sucks. Sorry look at my gray Rivian. It's taking out your DeLorean. It's black. Your though. yellow DeLorean. Clark hears what's going on and decides to intercept them before they leave town. He gets ahead of them and uses heat vision to melt the road they're approaching. This causes the Mustang to stop in place stuck. I thought it was cool. I thought that was pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. It's a good idea. Do you have, you have any memories of that, Tom, or was it just dirt? It had to be just dirt. I don't. I don't. I don't remember being. But they there. just put dirt on a road. Like how they? They probably caked it up with a bunch of mud. You know, put tons of mud and shit there. Hmm. And the rest was CGI. As the cops approach the teens on the run, on the run, Seth decides to ditch Lana by jumping into a metal container of semi driving semi driving by. You know his magnetism. That this leaves. So it's a double entendre. His magnetism to women or people, and his magnetism physically. Uh, this leaves Lana holding the bag, and she gets arrested while in jail. Lana yeah, he's t- al- it also shows that he's kind of a douche. He abandons her in a stolen car. Yeah, yeah. So Clark was Clark was right. While in jail, Lana tells Clark that he was right. Clark tries figuring out where Seth may be, and she tips him off that he has a brother in Granville. Granville is uh, really close. To, that's close to uh, where we shot. Oh, it's a real city. I, yeah. I always wondered if Granville... The name Granville and Smallville is from the comics, or no. if it's because Granville's, they needed Granville, Granville, Granville Island, Granville Island. Yeah, I lived Great on place Granville to visit, Island. by the way. Yeah, it's on a house they would use a real city instead of like they the did that a lot. Home I'm sure something. they did Barnaby and or Burnaby and all that shit. 
Chloe shows up to Luther Mansion and questions why Lex had a man break into the torch to steal her computer. And Lex denies the allegations and instead takes the high schooler of the morgue, uh, high schooler to the morgue, to prove to her that the man is now dead. He then tells her that she is involved in a very dangerous game and it's over her head. Back in jail, we see Seth deciding to return to Lana, breaking her out of jail. Lana tells him that she lied to Clark to buy some time for them to get away. They take out a couple of guards, steal a pistol, and make a break for it. How does Lana ever get out of this? Like, you know, later on, they're going to, she's I don't know, he manipulated me with his mind. Uh, I think it gets summed up with Lex saying, my lawyers are on it. And then everyone's like, oh, okay, we're good. Oh, uh, okay. Community all service. Right, all right, I buy that. He gets, she's, some, she's an accessory to it all, was you know, I, I, if Lex says he'll get it done, I, I, I buy that. Clark returns home after learning that Lana lied to him about Granville. Uh, did I already say that? No. As Clark is reflecting all the lies she's been telling uh, Lana over the years, Pete barges Pete in. shows up for a scene. Thank God, Pete. At least he made his whatever money for that episode. You know, they put him in the episode. Barges in for a phone call worthy conversation. Yep. I, I Listen, I will say this about Sam and I love him and I hope he hears this. No one had more fun being on Smallville and Sam. Yeah. Off 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 camera. He enjoyed being there. But he like really he created this whole like fun world for himself in Vancouver. He did. He really did. He had a great time, man. Good for him. He was young and yeah. just having a blast and he did a great job on the show. He was an integral part of it for a while. He tells them that Bonnie and Clyde are on the run. Clark is determined to hunt them down using a compass to navigate him to Seth. I like that. Using the same compass. That, that Lex had uh-huh. on the island. He did though, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it's the same one. He finds them, of course, back at the fairgrounds. Clark interrupts their makeup makeup session, throwing Seth to the floor as he goes to pick him up. Lana pulls a pistol on Clark. This makes Clark back off. So Seth then uses his powers to retrieve the pistol from Lana. Lana goes to wait for Seth outside, conveniently leaving the two guys to duke it out inside. Clark dodges bullets and Seth throws a bumper cart at him. And Clark uses electricity to attract Seth and shock him unconscious. Science for the win. Yeah, I think it's uh, you can't you can't fight physics. I think that's what he said. Yeah, that's true. That's what he said. Yeah, I don't know the science behind that. Electricity attracts. I know. Magnetism. I don't... People. Magnetics. Yeah, uh, I know mag- magnetism will make metal move. I guess it will. It will bring it towards it. Bring the metal towards the magnet. Yeah, above my pay grade. But how did they get the fuck think the power on the Ferris wheel to go and all that <laughs> this stuff? Re- this re- this reminds me a couple of episodes yeah. ago where Ryan goes, "There's somebody driving to work right now, grabbing the steering wheel, being like, you guys are so <laughs> you guys are idiots.'" Yeah. I never took physics or anything. Same. I don't know anything about it, but I'm into. Um, UFOs. Later in Smallville Medical, we see <laughs> Lana Lang doing community service for the felonies. Here we go. Lex walks in, receives an apology, and welcomes Lana back to the talent. Lex returns home and sees Chloe waiting for him. Chloe shares Lionel's interest in the wall of weird and supernatural occurrences of certain friends like Clark. She goes on to share how she attempted to blackmail Lionel for blackmailing her. Lex agrees to protect her if she shares yes. what she learned about Lionel. And she agrees and shares the details of his relationship with Morgan Edge, Lionel's closest childhood friend. That was cool. That was cool. That was mm-hmm. like, that was actually the coolest part. You know why? Because it wasn't part of the magnetism shit story. <laughs> That's the only thing that kept me interested is the, you know, the B story of like, you know, what's going on in the real world as opposed to this uh, 
Everything always ends up at a fair or a freaking. The episode ends with Lana showing up on her favorite, uh, up to her favorite place to apologize. Clark's barn. What if Clark wants to have a lonely personal moment with himself? People are always crashing nope. in and you have no privacy. I'm trying to think here. You could always go in the basement in the cellar. At least nobody knows about that. He talks about how difficult it was seeing her with another guy. Lana tells Clark she appreciated <laughs> Seth's honesty and that someday he will have to deal with a guy coming into her life who is right for her. Interesting things of note. The list of names that Lex reads in the beginning includes crew members. How about that? Oh, I got to really? go back and look at that. Seth says, you have no idea what I'm capable of. Guess who else says that? Lex. Lex. It's the third time this line has been used in the series. Lex said it to his father. Clark said it to Lex in red. And who now, comes up with this information? Well, Bryce really does his the homework. The internet? <laughs> All right. We are now time for the hotline. Talk through hotline. Two bing, on bing. three. Jet cute. Hey guys, it's Michael Pacioni from Texas. The Mustang and Asphalt special effects scene in the episode Magnetic I thought was really well done. Real or not, it hurt to see a beautiful car like that destroyed. I'm curious though, how was that particular scene pulled off? Can you give us any insight? Wait, did he, is he talking about the yellow car, the beautiful car? The how yellow car you, going into... I don't like yellow cars or orange <laughs> oh, cars no. or green cars. Poor Michael P. Cars should be black, silver, blue, red. Red? Okay. Red cars are okay. Red's just as aggressive as like not a yellow, as orange, a bright red, orange or yellow. Red's typical. Like people see a red car, a black car, a silver car, a blue car, not a yellow. Anybody with a yellow car, I'm sorry, but get a new car. I didn't realize this was such a trigger for you. This is. It I'm is. It's a trigger. Buy you a yellow car. So annoyed. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. I think it's royal when I see those car colors on really rich people's cars, like Rolls Royce in a green or a yellow, Mer- you know, I just some like gross. It's like you're already being pompous by getting this $200,000 car. Do you like the ones that are like metallic? Sometimes those are kind of like cool. You like those? Um, the, 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 like the, the, matte, with, yeah. the matte. They're like you move and they like change color. They're like metallic, oh, like I don't holographic. Know I, don't, I don't know about those. Oh, okay. oh most of those are purple. I'm a purple. Just purple I don't, I don't know anything car? behind the scenes of this car. Tom, uh, Tom, do you know anything about that behind the scenes of that stunt? I don't recall, but I do know that some of the shots b- with them in the car were green screen. They probably got the dialogue later because it was such a big stunt day. But I don't, again, I unf- I don't recall being there. Like no whiplash or anything in the Your scene Honor. either. They're driving like 60 miles an hour to a complete <laughs> yeah. stop. No whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Amy from Nashville. And my question is for season three, episode seven, Magnetic. Uh, my question is, are we as an audience, or are you guys feeling super proud? Out of Lana for finally telling Clark that she's allowed to date other people. Oh, that sounds like really mean, but Clark has been kind of the worst in season three. Uh, well, number one, uh, December eight and ten will be in Nashville. Hopefully, we can see you. Uh, yes, I was proud of her. I'm always. It's great to see characters standing up for themselves and their well-being. Yeah, and I think you know she really appreciated it, appreciated that too. She was getting tired. There's nothing worse. I mean, when you watch another actor and you're like, you know, just seeing some strength. Again, we talk about strength and how characters having strength. It's important. Sherry, oh Sherry, this question oh. better be good. Hey, Sherry from Virginia. My question for season three, episode seven: Since Clark wasn't around the accident, why did he go with Lana to the hospital instead of Chloe? And why was he suddenly stalking Lana so much? If Clark wasn't around Lana's accident, then why did he go to the hospital? I think it's for the uh, the guy who has magnetism. He visits the hospital with Lana to see this kid. But yeah, I don't think Clark was even in the opening scene at all. Yeah. Maybe just support. Nobody has an answer. Sorry. Sherry, thank you. We love you. Hey, guys. This is Mike of South Carolina. My question is about Season 3, Episode 7, Magnetic. I can kind of foresee Michael having some issues with this episode, being in another meteor-inspired student with abilities and most of the episode being focused more on relationships instead of the story progression. So just out of curiosity, with you both having directed episodes before, with this script in front of you, fans are interested to know how would you, Michael, and how would you, Tom, personally go about directing it yourself? Love the show. Thank you guys so much for the time. Great podcast. Well, first of all, I wouldn't have a yellow car. (laughs) Um... You know, I, I don't know. I never thought about that. I think this director was unlucky to get a script like this. I think just the script just wasn't. The B story was great. You had a, you, you definitely had some good storylines that pushed the story along. Um, but the freak of the week kind of by itself, we've we've seen that. So we've we've seen this thing, and it just was like it was just hard to grasp, hard to believe. And I would have made him a little more sympathetic empathetic whatever you i would have made him i would have tried to make him feel like a good guy like he doesn't want to do this but he realizes oh my god when i do this she likes me and it's like i would have had a scene where he says 
Clark, I've never had anybody like me. I've always been an outcast. I've always been this. And, you know, I would have had something like that where, you know, I, 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 for the first time, he's like, but it's not real. It's not real. And he's like, it is. It's, it, it, it's, I'll take it. You know, something. I don't know. But that's, I, I don't know. That's all I have. That's a great answer. I think that a lot of, a lot of the, uh, the storyline for him was he wanted to possess Lana. And mm-hmm. I, that's a recipe for disaster. And listen, I think the other thing, and again, I'll reference your James, James Gunn interview on uh, Inside of You podcast, but, you know, as a director, as an actor, as, as as any job, if you can go in and elevate the situation, you're being creative, that's your job. You don't get, as a, as a television director, you don't choose your scripts. So you're given what you're given and you try to elevate it and you do the best you can. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I didn't think the director was But was no bad. yellow cards. I didn't think he did anything that was crazy good. This was, was his only episode yeah, it was on just, the it series. Was, you know, that's a shame, too. If it's your only episode and it's a crappy script, you're kind of like, oh, we're not bringing him back because that episode wasn't great. We, was- we also had other... Listen, we had a lot of directors who only did one episode, and a lot of the a lot of them that... A, a reason for that is because Smallville was a stepping stone for their career. Yeah. They, they you know, they didn't... Some people don't want to be episodic directors on television shows, but you you do an episode so that you can get their next job, maybe your film or another television show. So it's a stepping stone. Yep. It doesn't mean you did a bad job. It just means you moved on. Willie. Hey, it's Willie from PA. Quick little question. What is your guys' favorite Freak of the Week villain? Bada bing, bada boom, done. Thank you. Uh, favorite Freak of the Week villain. Right now, the first one that comes into mind was the Bug Boy. That was kind of fun. But it was kind of crazy. But it was like the first time we saw a freak of the week, so it was like it made it okay, more of acceptable. Um, I'm trying to think of another freak of the mine, week. Mine, mine. I I keep saying this, but the Amy Adams episode, I just thought that was she was great. Interesting. Yeah, she was great. The story was interesting. I mean, it's hard for you to answer this because you don't like any of the freak of the week. Well, I like aspects of them. Tony Todd. No. Mm. Tony Todd was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Tony. Tony Todd go. on the um the, the j- jitters. Jitters, jitters his handshaking that was really good that was really good all right last thing this is a no name believe me you've got a name but you didn't leave it like the pine trees riding the winding road you've got a name hey guys love the podcast love the show love rewatching it too along the way hey, I don't really have a question about a specific episode it's more of a time that either one of you can think of where you guys were laughing so hard you couldn't get through a scene I love stories like that um that's all I got. Yeah, we were yelled at sometimes the next day. Like, Beam would come in and say, um, guys, hey, you know. Or Alan Miles called once and were like, look, you guys, the dailies were, the studio was like, what's going on? And I was like, I- I'm sorry. We had some, we couldn't stop laughing. And we just wasted so much film because we were shooting a film. But we probably wasted seven, ten minutes of us screwing around, screwing up, doing whatever. And it's just like burning through film. And, you know, sometimes you just like something's funny and you just can't get it out of your head. You can't. You know, no. if I do something and Tom's laughing, it's hard. He's like, all right, all right, stop it, stop it. He'll smack himself, try and get back in the scene. Or I'll do myself, quit looking at me. Like he's like, What do you want me to do? <laughs> and it just goes on and on and on. I remember one time we were doing Macbeth in college and Dr. Combs was the director, and we couldn't stop laughing. We uh one of the actors who's still one of my best friends, he goes, the horror the horror and the way he said it we couldn't stop laughing and we were every time we go take it back to and finally dr comes goes oh god for the love of it just let it out and we just laugh for a good five minutes and then we we got we're okay 
What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. Let it out. Uh, Hector says, based on guest stars coming to in, in repeated Freak of the Week storylines, did it ever change how you interacted with them during your short time on set together? I think it's better. I mean, it's, listen, it's very intimidating to step onto a show that is successful. Everybody knows what they're doing. It's a high-level, well-oiled machine, and you have to step in. And I think that if when... When they come back the second time, they know what they're stepping into. So there's a more familiarity and, yeah. it's, and it's fun. But I think that we held, I think we held, or at least I did, I always held our guest stars in very high regard. Me too. And I always appreciated them even being there. Like, thank you. We need you. You're important. Um, I always made a point to kind of, when I first met actors, to thank them for being there um, because we needed them. I like hearing that. Rosenbaum rating. And I now, hate to go to Bryce first, but Rosenbaum I will. Rating. <laughs> I was going to give it half a rose. What? I thought you said you liked this one less. No, I said I like this one more. Oh, you did? Yeah. Half a rose, Bryce. Yeah. All right, Tom. Heater. I'm going to give this half a bomb. Damn, I'm just on the flip side of... Yeah, a half <laughs> a bomb. I thought the other one drove the story, so many storylines forward, and this one just kind of was stagnant. The only one, it drove one storyline forward, just the Lionel's grandparents was the only story. Well, yeah. Oh, I guess no. the... Uh, well, the, the history of Jarrell yeah. and how he was on, yeah, you know. Well, we heard we heard about you know Lionel's best friend in this one. That was it. Um, there was nothing wrong about it. I mean, nobody did a bad job. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. All right, death and save count uh, zero dead, zero count. saved. Maybe that's why the episode wasn't as great as I could have been. People need to die or be saved. Through six episodes in season three, eight dead, 13 saved. Series 67 dead, 83 saved. Now it's time for, well, Bryce's favorite scene. Okay, I got Lex and Chloe in the tower. Yeah, Lex and Chloe in the torch with Lex giving her warnings. Then I got Clark mansplaining Lana's brain and why she's attracted to the guy. <laughs> and then I got Clark melting the road and the guy ditching Lana. Melting road. Melting road. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The other two. I did just... really think the man, the mansplain one was funny. I was just like, Clark being like, no, your brain works this way. This is why you're thinking this. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Um, yeah. Can you ever imagine saying that? <laughs> yeah. No, this is how your brain works. No, honey. you really don't like him. This is why you're thinking this way. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, that's it for this episode. Look, there are good ones. There are not so good ones. There are great ones. There are pretty good ones. We've talked about this. We appreciate you watching the good, the bad, the ugly with us every week. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate you again. Talkville podcast, uh, patreon.com slash talkville to join Patreon and support the podcast. We need your help. 
And uh, we appreciate it. Talkvillepodcast.com for merch. Inside of you online store for other merch. And um, next week is a breakthrough episode, I believe. That's how Bryce put it down here. It's going to be a big deal. Season three. We should make a big deal out of it. Season three, episode eight. This one's called Shattered. I want you to know that I was in a lot of pain during this episode. I was going through a tough time. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. I think when it aired, this one aired in November. The next one airs in January. So they gave people like a month between the episode. And then they came back with this one. It's a huge episode. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot to talk about next episode. Mm-hmm. So you hopefully might. we get Alan Miles to to pop in on that we one. We will. We will. Milestone episode. Let's take the discussion online. Let us know your thoughts over the, on the uh, on the episode on our socials at Talkville Podcast at Talkville Pod. Write a review if you're watching on YouTube. Write a review. Do whatever. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Get people to listen to watch. Show the support again by joining patreon.com slash talkville. And if you want more information like merch from the show or our hotline number, you can find all that in the description. Um, thanks for joining us. Tommy, it's been a good time. Thanks for having me. Bryce, thanks for being here and supporting the podcast. Driving yep. up an hour to help us out today. Yep. Ryan, I hope Ryan. you're go I hope you're out there okay somewhere. I hope you and your dad are having a good time, a good bonding experience, Ryan. I hope you're <laughs> pitching so time. Remember, folks. Always hold on to Smallville. We'll see you later. Patreon.com slash Talkville. Top tiers uh, get their names shouted out, and uh, they deserve that and more. Thank you for the support. Uh, here we go. Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Santiago M, Leah and Kristen, Little Lisa, Thomas the Leaf Blower, Sophie M, Betsy D, Abby P, Ray Harada, Karen Apple M, Danielle B, 99 more. Leilani N. Brett G. Always hold on to Smallville. DJ Kento. Garrett W. Kimberly L. And uh, I'll probably cough through most of these. Uh, Tom N. Jason W. Osama A. I just saw Osama a couple days ago. Lana Rhymes with Banana W. Nancy D. Brian G. Sarah W. Amanda R. Teddy. One, two, seven. Michael P. Jordan. Theo M. Ryan R. Jordan M. Hillary B. Randy B. Craig C. I'm sorry, Craig G, Christy R, Karen P, Derek G, Jor L, hi dad, Heather and Greg, Nico P, I made Smallville say, but Eric K, Clark's mom, Kristen B, Craig C, Ashley Ryan, Nanine W, Stephanie K, Darth Achilles, Finky, Tamara R, Tamara H, damn, who's that? that? Jeanette E, Deadvid, General Zod, Big D, Doug R, Carlos C, Tommy Z, Boston 68, Ken G, Isabel, I'm hogging all of these, Corey L, Mr. Home Arcade, Amanda K, Jesse C, Claire M, D Brown, Karen Ira M. That's correct. Eldon Supremo, Leslie V, Mick Burtz, Ginger Moose, Christopher S, Michelle M, Drew, Brittany S, Marisol P, Veronica Q, Sebastian F, Sourpuss C, Matthew and Lincoln B, David G, Carol B, The Coopers, Mary and Louise L, C, Geo, Cindy C, Nikki L, Shannon Fofanin M. Brian S, Tina E, Matt R, Anthony R, Jen T, Jess D, Castle B, Cassie B, Felicia R, Danny M, DS underscore the underscore RN, and JS. Couldn't do it without you. Patreon. Do you have, com to, slash do you have to say underscore? Like, do you have to? Can, can't you just say DS, the RN? Like, is that, is that an important well, thing? I think you I don't probably know. do that if you wanted. I, I didn't, but you could do that if you want to. <laughs> Next time you'll, you'll read DS underscore All right. DN, whatever. You know what I mean? I would just say DSDRN. We'll, we'll tune in for next time. Yeah, maybe we'll say that. We love you guys. Thanks, Tommy. Thank you. 